1: Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. America has 3% of the world's kids and 40% of the world's toys. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood.
0: Talk to me about Legos. With Margaret Abel's and Amy Wilson. That's a really good idea. All right, I should do that. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas. So you don't have to. It's going to be the first episode I cry on the clutter episode.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And today we're going to talk about conquering clutter.
0: I mean, I have the opposite problem, which is that I am constantly conquered by Clutter.
1: If we can solve this one today, it might be a life changer for me. <laughs> this is kind of my superpower, but I, yeah. I might, you know, maybe I overfocus on it, but I, I have good some good solutions, but I still I have problem them. areas. This is just gonna be a monologue of you talking and you listening because <laughs> All right. Well let's get to that today. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna figure this out. All right.
0: Take it away, Amy. You're <laughs> well, in charge. I... You're in the driver's seat for this one.
1: Can I start with a little study? Please do. In 2012, <laughs> Is social Is it about my house? It's a, they went to your house, okay, yes. Okay, good. It wasn't like, a- there, there's been a robbery. This was a study done in Los Angeles in 2012, so maybe they did oh go to Oh my gosh, they might have actually gotten to my house. I did live in <laughs> Los Angeles in 2012. Did any anthropologists knock on your door and no, ask to come in? No, but they might have just peeked in the windows. All right, well, maybe they did. So there's a, a bunch of archaeologists and anthropologists, okay. which I love. Hmm. That studied the modern American home from a sort of anthropological point of view. And there's a book called Life at Home in the 21st Century. If you enjoy seeing what other people's very messy houses look like, you can get this on your coffee that, table. That's not something I need to seek out recreationally, but thanks. But these researchers reached some very grim conclusions about our uh, Homes, which are cluttered with toys, and our garages, which are so filled with non-vehicular nonsense that we can't park <laughs> our cars in them. I want us to start a band called Non-Verhicular Nonsense.
0: <laughs> I feel like we come up with so many good band names just by talking about stuff.
1: I know. We need to keep it running running down. Non-vehicular nonsense. So the lead researcher called these findings disheartening, which I think is pretty funny because I... I I've Think it's sort of like wah, wah, my garage is a mess, but the idea that it's actually disheartening was sort of I don't know. Maybe that, that seems like it might be overstating it to me, but but they, here's some st- uh, statistics that they share. America has three percent of the world's kids. America has three percent of the world's kids, and forty percent of the world's toys. Yeah, that's not surprising, right? And and I guess it's disheartening. I think be- we have 40% of the world's toys in my playroom right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're all miniature and all came with happy meals. I have another 40% of the world's toys shoved into various boxes and bins sort of, you know, in the tops of closets and behind things now that my kids are teenagers and I'm still finding them. Like, wait a minute. Why do we have seriously 100,000 Legos? Can we get rid of them? And, and But you can't because your kids see you doing it and they're like, what? No! Right, my, my, suddenly,
0: there's nothing
1: like putting something in a plastic bag to make it the most valuable item ever. Ab- Absolutely. So my 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 I have a sister who's ten years younger, and her kids are about ten years younger. And she just got a Wii, sort of like a hand-me-down Wii for the kids. Okay. I mean, I so I just went through our stuff. We have ten. I'm not exaggerating. Ten Wii controllers and probably eighteen Wii games. None of which have been. Do you have touched. a Wii. Not anymore, no. see, <laughs> okay. so just the controllers. Not yeah. anymore, no. We don't have a Wii. We just have 10 controllers and 18 games. And I said, okay, we're going to box these up and send them to, to your cousins. And the 13-year-old is like having a total, uh, you know, just complete crisis about this. How How could we be giving away... Super Mario Bros. I'm like you. You haven't touched. Like, we don't. Right. We don't even have a Wii. What do, do you care? But it's he's very stressed about giving stuff away, and I think that's but part it's of the just clutter. Just sensation of getting rid
0: of it that's hard for him. There's actually no practical purpose to owning that. None. He doesn't he's like, like the- go to a friend's house and use it there.
1: No. Okay. No, but the and he. You know, let's be clear. He didn't even realize he still had this stuff. Right. We had to dig around in some cabinets and stuff. And like, here's the Wii games. We're going to send them all to your cousins. And, and just this idea of potential losses is great for him. And I find this, I find this resistance to be true in most of my uh, immediate family members. And I am almost gleeful with my ability to give slash throw things away. Where do yeah. you
0: fall on that? Do you have a problem oh, with that? Oh, I'm gleeful to give stuff away. And yet it feels like digging a hole that five other people are throwing stuff in on top of my head. Like I have no, I've spoken about it. Before, I have no attachment to things. I'm not a hoarder, but the volume of stuff coming in, it just defeats me. Yes. Like, I'm like, oh, look at this pretty picture you made in kindergarten. Boom, it goes right in the recycling. I don't even take a picture of it first. I'm just, it's out of here. Oh, look at your certificate of merit for blah, blah, blah. We had, we were cleaning out something at some point and we found my father's somewhere things were stored and we found a box and it had his good crosser certificate from his crossing card in 1941 or (laughs) 45 or something, whatever it was. I mean, it was like something that had been, but then now you've had it since 1941. Right. Now you have to keep it. Now you have to keep it. And so, no, I have a strong feeling that everything gets heavier with each second, it remains in your house. And so I just throw it away. And I've been guilty. I just have been doing trying to do a little bit of cleaning out. And I ran a lot. And I have a bunch of like, running t shirt, you know, like the, you get a shirt with every race and, and just t shirts I had from like Broadway shows. I saw it as a high schooler. I I still have that. You still have those. So. Okay, so that's right. So you throw things away, but not t shirts. This is my problem. I occasionally, and my husband is terrible with this too, I occasionally get attached to the, like, I'm going to make a t-shirt quilt. I'm going to get all these (laughs) t-shirts together because I saw somewhere and I was like, that's, I'm good. And of course, will I ever make the t-shirt quilt? No. But for some reason, sometimes a lofty idea will come into my mind. Like, I am going to make a keepsake item out of these things. And so I still have the, like, um, Phantom of the Opera t-shirt that I saw in, like, 1989. My husband is much worse than I am, but I've pretty much convinced him. He just never threw anything away. Like When we got married, he had a fairly small studio apartment, and it was just filled with knickknacks. And I don't know, like lego models i mean star wars models that he had made in like the eighth grade that like why, why how did they even get from texas to california in the first place i don't know <laughs> i'm sure at some point his mom was like i want this junk out of my house and and just like the gag gift that he had won at the white elephant it's this an animatronic head that talks when you walk by it i mean just and i kept saying i really don't want he was moving into my apartment and I just kept telling him, I, I just don't want these things in the apartment. So what did we do? We made a mistake that is shared by sixty-eight percent of my fellow Americans. Do you know that what it? that mistake is? You let it into your apartment. <laughs> no, we got a storage unit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And do you know that there are more storage units in the United States of America than there are McDonald's? No storage. I guess that is doesn't surprise epidemic. me. Epidemic in this country. we I had a one-bedroom apartment in Los Angeles. We had just gotten married, so we had wedding gifts. And we just really did not have room for anything. I was full up in my one. I was at maximum capacity in my one-bedroom apartment. I was moving another human in. I was pregnant. We were expecting a baby. And so we had to change this little like study area into the you know, nursery. And so we were at so maximum capacity. And so we got a storage unit where we could put wedding gifts, Christmas decorations, like all the stuff that just really wouldn't fit anywhere. But there's a fascinating statistic, and I I should try to actually find the actual one, we'll find it, and we'll put up on the show page when I actually find it. But it's something like 67% of things that go into a storage unit never come out of
1: it. That it's exa- exactly. I mean, I don't have a storage unit, but we have like our parents' basements and garages in our hometown, and it's where your stuff goes to. Die a slower death, right? Like here's like here's my sort of low self esteem shirts that I don't really like that much, but maybe I'll you know wear them just knocking around for the weekend, and there Wait, they what hang. What is a low the... self esteem shirt? Oh my gosh, this was in the Artist Way, you know the book The Artist Way by Julia <laughs> yes, Cameron. Yes, I do. So her, <laughs> but no one else does because again, see, I forget. Old.
0: Sorry, folks.
1: It, it it became such a a buzzword for me and my then roommate at the time that I just forget that it isn't like a term everybody knows. So low self esteem clothes, and I'll put this in the show page too. It's a Exercise in, in unblocking your creativity, and you have to go through your closet, and you have to. It's it's kind of like Marie Kondo, but it's more personal. Your low self-esteem clothes are clothes that you just don't look that good in, but so you why, don't
0: why would you put them in your mom's basement?
1: Because it's like, oh, but I'm just around for later. The you may want to have low self-esteem. Yeah, like the, the sweatpants you don't look that good in and the sweaters that you can't you you can you're not ready to face the guilt that you shouldn't have bought them in the first place, mm-hmm, right? And that's so part of the problem. and so you stick them in your mother-in-law's closet and, you know, a bedroom you sleep in four times a year and then 10 years later I, we 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 were just doing this last time we were there like what is any of this stuff these these you know hiking boots we took on our honeymoon and never used again why why are we why do we still own them right we don't we don't have them in our apartment so we just take them to somebody else's house and and my parents are moving out of my childhood home right now and my dad just put back on me this huge framed um, resolution from the city council when I graduated from high school in the 80s, right? And, and it's like, be it resolved that Amy Wilson is graduating from high school and, and he's kept it all <laughs> okay, these years. Okay, it's resolved. And he gave it to me. And yeah, it's like, it, it's kind of fun to have, but it's also, it's enormous. And I'm gonna stick it under a bed for the next 20 years, probably.
0: Yeah, that's the, the moment, this is my advice. This is what I've come to on this. The moment you see that thing, And you realize, my husband taught uh, in Teach for America, and he had this several lovely, giant, like foam boardy kind of things that like 600 students wrote like messages like, oh, Mr. Abels, you've really changed my life. It was beautiful. But the second I saw it, maybe it's easier for me to throw away other people's things. This is what we may be coming to. But I feel like I do this for myself, too. And I just said, I don't think we should move this to the new house. I think we should take a really nice picture of it. You could get a small print of it and put it somewhere, but five different foam board projects of people, of kids who you taught 20 years ago saying that you were a great teacher. Like we're moving on to a new phase. Like you're now going to have like cute handwritten notes from your kids saying you're a good dad. Like this isn't, this isn't, what is the word I'm looking for? Art, art, um, like you see it in a museum, an artifact
1: Yes, artifact of
0: your life at a certain phase and it no longer, it's not going to hang on the wall of our living room. Right. And so let's not keep it and put it under a bed for 20 years. And, and I, I do do it with my own things, although I'm going to go get rid of those t-shirts after this episode. But like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sitting in my office now and I mean, it's comical. Like I'm, a, things are falling on my head. It's, and it's file boxes of my husband's two thousand and one tax returns. Like, it's just so much stuff that could go. Well, and the okay. other thing I was going to point out when we were talking about clothing is, and I don't know if you have this same problem. This may be a little bit more of a my problem. The four different sizes of clothing. Oh
1: so no, the, like,
0: I, I have that totally. Pre-pregnancy clothing. I got rid of all the in-pregnancy yeah. clothing because yeah. no maternity that, that shop's closed. But the like, I will fit into this again clothing. The I don't want to admit I'm this size clothing. Then the kind of like middle range clothing. Then the someone gave me this piece of cloth. I, I mean, it's insane.
1: Yes. And then the thing I bought fifty percent off with the tag still on it. That's um, <laughs> someday we'll that look I good can't. On me. That In I'm some... not ready to face. That I shouldn't have bought and let alone give away brand new. So I'm just gonna let it just you know taunt me from from my uh, from my closet for the next three four years before I close my eyes and turn away as I put it in a bag
0: yeah and that's it it's just there are so many different sources of clutter
1: so um, the guy who who writes the becoming minimalist website which is a very good one his name is Joshua Becker oh Joshua um, is there any hope help for me? well I mean he so so he, this was gonna be my takeaway at the end but it sounds like it's our takeaway at the beginning just you need to slow the accumulation of new possessions if you want to not have a, a lot of stuff around All your house. Right. I mean, great need point, to...
0: Joshua. But like, come live in my house. where <laughs> four, three kids bring home backpacks full of stuff, and I, I don't know what,
1: what does that even mean. I think, I, I think, yeah, it's not easy, but it's it, there are things you can do, like like junk mail, like I, I catalogs. I have completely taken down to almost zero the amount of catalogs that we get. In our house. Yeah. And
0: I will say I go through the mail when it comes in and 70% of it goes directly into the recycling.
1: Right, right. Exactly. I do. I, I, that, that is something I do. The mail comes in once and I touch it once and I have a box for stuff I need to deal with. And, and the paper recycling is right there. But yeah, but again, it's better to not have to throw away better for trees and you to not have to throw away 18 pottery barn catalogs a year. Just don't just don't get them in the first place.
0: Yeah, and I do. I've gone through actually and like, gotten off of all of that. Now it clogs up my email, but much better to clog on my email than my home.
1: You know, it's an interesting that you bring up the, the, you know, that now it just ends up on your computer. Um, there's a, a website called be more with less. So I, you can tell I went to all the less, 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 how to be, how to live with less kind of websites. And, uh, the woman who, who writes that website, her name is Courtney Carver. And she, she suggested what she called a decluttering burst. I liked the sound of this, mm-hmm. but, um, let me start by, by tying it into what you were just saying, which is like one of the places you need to declutter is your computer. So she says, okay, so you have to take an hour. Like set the timer for an hour. You get a trash bag and a box to give stuff away. And you walk around with you. And then she's like, take 10 things from your bathroom. The, the you know, expired medication and the... Wait, but that's not your computer. Well, well, yeah, but one of the one of the places it's like 10 things from your bathroom, 10 things from your car, 10 things from your pantry, 10 things from your computer, which is like doesn't that feel good and it takes a minute, but but that your computer is also something that you have to deal with clutter. And to be honest, that's my like my house is pretty neat. My Online photos are a disaster. They're completely disorganized. I have like 30,000 of them and I never throw anything away. That's another plan I have. Someday, someday,
0: I'm going to be lying comfortably under my t-shirt quilt while a (laughs) high school student organizes all of my online photos.
1: Yeah, the next time somebody asks me, like, what, you know, what I want for my birthday or Christmas or something, I want like I want them to make a Shutterfly book of of one of my one of my vacations or my baby photos or something because I I just it, it it gets worse and worse and worse and I always tell myself that on an airplane ride. So that, gonna I was just going to say that's when I do it. I do do that though. I, I do put it on an bit.
0: album that I like. I listen to an album that I haven't listened to in a while. I like go old school. and be like it's you know like a prayer or whatever.
1: P.S. P.S. Margaret, it is. Old school to listen to a album, kids. That means you listen to All eight songs, songs in a row by one person. Yeah, yeah that they put in a certain order and you listen to it in the order they wanted you to listen to. We're going to have and- to start putting like an oldie locks
0: translator <laughs> on this podcast. But I listen to it. I bring a 45 on with me. I plug on a turntable. I have to get an extra seat on the airplane <laughs> for my turntable. And then I put on my old album and I listen to it. Everyone has to enjoy it. There's no headphones. So I just play it for the whole section of the airplane that we're in. And uh, it's fun for everybody. And then I organize my online photos and I delete my junk mail. Yeah. I'm really fun on a plane. It's a party.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the the only time I do it. But I still feel like it gets away from me faster than I can.
0: I mean, I can't even put computer on my list. That is the least of my problems. I, I got, I got clutter. I got clutter problems.
1: It is at least if your problems into your iPhone is like, sorry, I can't work. My storage is full, and you're like, oh, I, I have to throw something away. And I don't yeah, know no, I, d- I mean, there's that for sure. But it's Sisyphus,
0: you know. Like I'm like, all right, guys, I went. I spent four hours. I put on. 10 different podcasts. I went upstairs. I cleaned out all the shoes and clothes that don't fit anyone. I will now drive around with them in my car for 8 years before <laughs> taking them to Goodwill. But it's done. Right. And it's like, "Yes." And then I just turn around and it's like, "Where did these 8,000 pairs of shoes come from?" Yep. You know? Yeah. And we're just about to on the northeast starting now apparently. Change over from winter to to from summer to winter. And then it's like, okay, now comes snow boots, snow pants, gloves, jackets, hats. It's it, it just, it, it's an endless stream of stuff.
1: You know what has helped me with this? And it's not really something that, it's not a takeaway that's necessarily useful for anybody. But four years ago, we moved into a very modern apartment that has lots and lots of windows and very small closets, so I have no wall space, almost no wall space. I have almost no <laughs> closet space. It's this very open plan minimalist apartment that I had to move into. So I had to throw away like so much and give away so much stuff from our hundred-year-old um, apartment building that we lived in before. That was all like cabinets and storage areas and cute little cubbies. I mean,
0: that's the problem. My, my kids, I have no the other cubbies. we were like, are we ever going to move again? And I thought
1: we should move.
0: We should just move because that's the only time that you're really back to one, as we've said. Yes. You describe it as like, On a movie set, they're like, all right, everyone, back to one. And it's like you go back and you reset everything the way it was in the beginning. And I am constantly chasing back to one in the house. Yes. And yesterday, I thought, I'm going to clean out our kitchen, just a little kitchen. We have a three shelf pantry with, you know, where we keep our food. And we'd been away and I got back and we were going to do some baking. The kids are still not back in school. And so I thought, well, let me just clean this out. And it took me about an hour got rid of all the expired food, reorganized everything, wiped, bleached out all the shelves. Everything was clean. The closet was back to one, but that was an hour.
2: Mm-hmm. And it
0: probably represents like one 700th of the square feet of the house. And I just thought it would take me 700 hours to do this. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> and yes, it
0: does. As it's like they say, they paint, they, they paint the Golden Gate Bridge, like they start painting it, and they paint, 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 paint. And then the minute they finish, they go back and start painting it again. Like that, <laughs> Is that right? That's how my life feels. Like, I don't know if that's apocryphal, but that's what I've heard. But it's like, as I'm organizing the pantry, my kids are
1: like coming in and dumping stuff everywhere else. I was just organizing our pantry this morning, like while my daughter's toast was in the toaster and I was waiting for it to, to pop up. And, and I feel like... I mean, I did a big sort on that. Yes, yeah, so and it took me an hour, maybe a month ago. But now today I spent like two minutes on it while I was also toasting your toast and putting peanut butter on it. And because it had only been a little while, I got it back in really great shape pretty quickly. So I think I think the key might be to do a huge sort and then just, just stay on top of it a little bit rather than spending an hour on it every six months.
0: And I definitely have the problem where like my daughter is the only girl in a lot of the family, and she gets a ton of hand-me-down clothes. And so I literally now have a permanent spot under our front staircase where there's a bag of incoming clothes for her. (laughs) And then her closet is like so packed full of clothes. She could change her outfit three times a day and never wear everything in a year. And it's all just clothes from the 6,000 female cousins, which are all great, but there's too many of them. And I'm always like, I'm just constantly going into a room, cleaning everything out, bagging it up, giving it away and moving new stuff in. But if I actually sit down and think about it, I haven't done it in at least a year. And that's the thing. I feel like I just did it. I have a sensation that I'm constantly doing it. But I almost have to put it on like a three month schedule, like get hair colored and clean out. Peggy's closet, <laughs> because I, I always have the sensation of like I just did this, but I always like I always issue. feel like I just did laundry, and it's like well it was three days ago everything's you, dirty you, right. again.
1: To be clear, you did just do laundry, and now there's do more. It. <laughs> but that's but I another have the same issue. Well, I have the same issue with the hand-me-downs, the the, the, the girls' hand-me-downs, because because my daughter gets tons of of hand-me-downs from different people too, and and there I think the solution is like don't don't unpack half of it. I go through it with her. And, and like there are eight pairs of pajamas in here, so let's pick let's pick two or three you really like, and then let's just let's just give the rest away to somebody else who will need them. Don't don't, don't let the bags, all the bags in your house in the first place. Oh, that's a really good
0: idea. That's a really good idea. All right, I should do that. That's helpful. <laughs> there. I don't know. I don't want to do anything. I just want someone to. I want a magic fairy to come into my house and make everything okay. <laughs> That's don't probably cry. not going to happen,
1: right? It's going to be the first episode I cry on, the clutter episode. We're going to figure this out. But I think I, I think this might be a good time to take a break. And then when we come back, we can sort of go, go. And declutter our homes. Go declutter for 17 something. 17 hours. <laughs> and then come back.
0: This better be a really long comedy bit because I need a lot of time. All right. We'll come back and you'll let us know how it I'll went. come back and everything will be great, guys. So don't worry. It's all going to be fine. All right. We'll see you on the other side of this break. I'm going to go declutter.
1: while
0: Okay, today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. What's your name? Harry. And how old are you? Seven. And how do we know each other?
3: Because you're my mom.
0: Oh. Do you know what we're talking about today? We're talking about clutter.
3: Yeah, I know what clutter is.
0: And what does mommy sometimes call the things you love? Junk. I want to talk about this item I found in your room. Um, I'm going to describe it since people can't see it. It's a, a ball, like a bouncy ball. It's about the size of a small apple. It's filled with liquid green glitter, and a plastic piece of pepperoni pizza. This seems like something, I'm, I'm not sure why we own this.
3: Well, I kind of like it.
0: Okay, I forgot that the pizza is wearing also a bow tie. It seems to me like this is something we could give away.
3: Uh, no. All right, let me ask you about this item. That item is a
0: crayon. That it's a stuffed a- animal.
3: Yeah. That's shaped a-
0: like a crayon, but yep. its head is... A tiger. Why do we own this? Because
3: at first I didn't like it. At first- I-, I first I liked
0: it. So when you saw this in the story, you said, that has to be mine. That orange crayon tiger. I've got to have it. Well, like, Nana had it at first. Nana picked it up and then you thought, yes, I have to have it. Now, do you still like it? I'm thinking this could definitely go.
3: No, I think we should keep it.
0: How about this gigantic thing that I would call junk, except for I know it would offend you. What is this?
3: Well, it wouldn't offend me because it's my brother's.
0: Oh, this isn't yours. It seems to be a completely broken yet gigantic Millennium Falcon figure. Yes. Uh, One last item. How about this guy? What's his name? Cup. Captain America. He's a Captain America figurine. He's about two feet tall. Yes. No, he's about one feet tall. Yes. Uh, he could definitely go, don't you think? He's broken. He doesn't have his shield anymore. He used to have cool twist action, but now he's broken.
3: No, he's still twisted, if you guys could hear the noise. And oh, I also, like how
0: you're addressing the listeners directly. We... Wow, a rebuttal we, we, from Harry. He said, "Listen," And he's right. Now that he says it, guys, listen. You can hear the noise. You you might have just showed me up in front of my audience.
3: And also, like the shield attaches to there.
0: So he's still definitely a keeper. Yes. All right. So our episode is about learning how to declutter and what what have we learned from today? I think we've learned that we're really not good at decluttering. All right. Go play with your pepperoni pizza ball. I love you.
3: I love you.
1: So, a couple episodes back, Margaret and I were talking about that book, How to Raise an Adult, by Julie Lithcott-Hames, and how it sounded so amazing, and we had to read it because it was totally going to help our parenting, and everybody's going to read it, and we haven't read it. If you're like us, you want to read a lot more than you do read, and despite the stack of books on my nightstand, I think it's going to be that way for the foreseeable future, and that's why the Blinkist app is kind of perfect, because Blinkist takes the most talked about nonfiction out there and distills the best points into blinks that you can read or listen to on your laptop or your phone. I already know I like to listen to things on my phone, like this podcast, things that make me laugh and think, hopefully a little bit of both. And the Blinkist section on parenting has dozens of blinks to choose from, including How to Raise an Adult and other books we've already discussed on this show. What Fresh Hell listeners can get a free trial of Blinkist by using our special link, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Fresh Blinkist. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Fresh Blinkist.
0: Okay, we're back. And guess what? My house is still a mess. <laughs>
1: Do you know professional organizer yeah. Beth Ziegler says? Oh, Beth. Beth and I will never be friends. I want, I want to take your temp on this. She <laughs> says these are the four most cluttered areas of a home. I don't, I don't necessarily agree, Beth. Number but one, I'm gonna, every area. I'm going to hit you with them. Okay. The master bedroom closet, because it tends to be the biggest closet, Uh, the bathroom, the pantry, which we've discussed, and the linen closet. She's really focused on what a horror show The Linen Closet is, which mine is, but I don't care. I mean, it's not something that I, nobody ever has to look at it. But she's like, this those is the number one area. Those I,
0: don't hold very true don't for my house. Me. Yeah. I think the bathroom, because you kind of end up with like a lot of stuff. But then it's a lot of the stuff that you don't use all the time, but you have to have it when you need it. Right. Once in and a while. And so it's like the caladrill lotion or something like it's like, and the lice medications. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't need it every day, but when you need it, you Better be able to find it. You
1: really it. need it. Yeah. So we have a in our apartment we have like an HVAC closet. And on the back of that closet, an I HVAC got HVAC closet. Oh, like like you know, heating and air conditioning. Oh, like okay, there's a okay. ductwork inside. And there's just a closet door in front of it to access it once every five years. Um, but I have hanging on the back of that door and a bunch of other closet doors in my very minimalist apartment. I put in those um metal wire shelving like from the container store. Because the back of your closet door is a great sort of forgotten place that you can add storage. So that's where all of our... I always have the experience, though, with those like
0: back of the closet. We always have shoes and stuff hanging on them. Oh, yeah. Those things are always like flying in your face. And then you open the closet and like 9,000 shoes hit you in the face. Yeah,
1: but those are like kind of like hanging over the dick. Those like plastic bag things. You've got hardy stuff. Although I do have that plastic shoe bag thing on the back of my daughter's closet door for all of her little American girl shoes and you know cowgirl lassos and stuff those are good because you can see I feel like
0: some of this stuff may just be congenital and in the (laughs) DNA because I'm picturing you with your closet organizers and your American shoe doll racks and I I just think I've been in your apartment and it's extremely organized
1: like I wouldn't last two days in that apartment it's there's a place to put stuff so like we all know that all the medicines go on those racks in that closet now those it Mary Pop- are, Someone says a place for everything, and a place everything for everything, in and everything in place. What's that, Mary Poppins? Uh, probably you're like, you're like a human Mary Poppins. That's, that's me. But the thing, but, but here's what I was going to say is like so. I, so that's where all the medicines go, and everybody knows that. But it still turns into a disaster area just behind a closet door. Like you open it up, and it's like I don't know where the Tylenol is. What What are these thirty seven bottles of um, sunscreen that somehow got in here? So. You, so <laughs> Even when you have an area where it goes, like that's definitely a good step one. This is everybody knows. This is where the medicine is, and then I try to start like, here's the kids' medicine, here's the adult medicine, here's the extra shampoo and soap. But then, it, then every couple of months, you do have to say, "Come on, kids, we're all gonna <laughs> we're gonna look at this, this. And put the cough medicine together, and the it, it, it's it's ongoing." My
0: my most cluttered area is my office where I'm okay. sitting right now. So we have a very odd. House That has a lot of odd properties about it, but it has, it's like a modern house and off of the main house, there's like a little, they enclosed a porch, basically. And so the enclosed porch is the kids playroom. But it's also the room you walk into through the front door of the house. So you want, which is a horrible That's a challenge of design because anytime a <laughs> room comes in, they're like, oh my God, there's been a robbery or a horrible storm. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, just how it looks. Please keep moving. Uh, and then the, there's a door and then beyond the kid's playroom is my office. So what happens is that When people are coming over and I realize they're going to be like call Child Protective Services the minute they open the door and see the unbelievable disaster that is my kid's playroom. I just frantically shove everything into my office.
2: And so I am
0: sitting here right now surrounded by like a Hello Kitty backpack. There's a frozen uh, sleeping bag, three Mets caps, a bunch of pieces of some sort of Nerf target game. A train puzzle, like why? My youngest kid is six, and I have an alphabet floor train puzzle. I have that I mean, puzzle. It's just, okay, I still your have youngest kid is nine. You need yeah, to get rid of that I still have puzzle. My kids know the alphabet; they don't need a train puzzle. <laughs> and like cowboy hats, Darth Vader mask. I mean, it really is like exceptionally bad right now. I, it's time to go back to one. But so th- that design flow does not help my cause at all.
1: I think that's, I think you're right. And that's why things like car trunks and, you know, I, I don't know, like the behind, the behind the closet door become disaster areas because you don't have, because there are places where you can quickly put stuff, uh, sort of in an emergency. And then, then it just becomes right. and then like it's the repository.
0: Like, oh, on my, in my free time, I'll clean that up. I guess what I don't ever find free time that I want to spend. I have some free time that I want to spend like under my covers playing candy Crush, but I don't have any free time where I want to clean the kid's stuff out of my office.
1: But do you feel like that that there's stuff in you? Do you feel like getting rid of that clutter would make you more productive within it, your
0: office? It definitely would. I'm at the end of like a difficult summer where like we had a lot of stuff go kind of off the rails, and so I, I'm I right now I am particularly in a phase where like I basically abdicated any care for the house for a month, and and you see what happens. Like if you don't do it right. every day a month in, we're basically in a hoarder's episode now, like we have to do. And so when the kids go back to school, I will spend four to five hours a day and just go room to room and start putting stuff back together. But yes, it's a, it's a terrible feeling. And it's very chaotic feeling to be surrounded by junk, like to be sitting here amidst like piles of kids stuff that doesn't belong here. But I actually haven't had the time to do it.
1: And and to and and I, I find we always talk about getting our kids involved in this stuff, not doing things for them, show them that we all we all participate in things. But cleaning up their toys, organizing their toys, giving away some of their toys, it's too fraught for them. I mean, either either they're crying that they don't want to give oh, something sure. away or they sit down and play with literally the first thing they pick up and they're playing so nicely you don't want to interrupt them. But and, they're not going to be helpful.
0: Even for me...
1: Uh, in the same that it's good for me when my house is organized, my
0: office is organized, like I feel much, much better not being surrounded by junk and chaos. The kids, when the playroom is like really well organized and it's like the magnetiles are in the magnetile area, and the dinosaurs are in the dinosaur box, and you they play much better. They'll play Absolutely. for two hours in a room like that, whereas when they come in and it's just stuff all over the floor, they're like I'm bored and And yes, true. But the solution aspect of that is can be challenging.
1: It's because for you, you're saying the solution, like you know what the solution is. It's just finding that the time and the, the bandwidth to address it. The solution would be
0: for me to devote two to three hours of my day every single day to reorganizing my home. And I just, it's not in me. I, I'm yeah. not interested enough to do it. And you have other things you want to do. And I have other things I want to do. And I don't think it would... I mean, it makes me happier when the house is clean, but I think in terms of my overall happiness, spending two to three hours a day reorganizing the house would not lead me to a happy existence.
1: I have something else that you might want to try. This is from this is from Liz Neiman. Right. I'm getting grouchy. Liz Neiman of the this is this is gentle. This is very okay. gentle. Liz Neiman of the Love and Marriage blog put up a 30 day declutter challenge, which no, sounds you. like. It sounds like you're going to be spending like four hours a day decluttering, right? But it's so, it's so gentle. Do you want to hear Do you want to hear what Not the first really. day is? The first you're gonna day. You're going to tell me anyway. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Because it's, it's going to be okay. The first day, you need to empty out one junk drawer. Just one drawer. And then okay. you need to have a glass of rosé. You did it. I feel like, what's her name, Liz? Liz Neiman, yeah.
0: I feel like Liz needs, I don't know. I feel like Liz is talking to you. You know what I mean? Like your house is already <laughs> in really good shape day one empty a drunk drawer like if liz came to my house she'd be like day one fill your office with gasoline and light it up (laughs) that's the only
1: possible solution here okay go ahead but so far i'm not impressed so maybe small steps yeah but but, i feel like i'm not at small steps but yeah but a small step is better than no step so maybe Uh, maybe maybe on day two you could go through your movie collection I would argue. <laughs> I don't have a movie. Collection. I was going to say it's terrible. I, I've already gone through. I mean, you know, I, I, I have a movie, movie collection. Collected. Okay, I'll click on my. I, it's, it, I mean, even I with my turntable don't have movies. I do have a movie collection because the Screen Actors Guild sends you at the end of the year. Yeah. the Screen Actors Guild, which, you for which I you know, I make. $50 we don't even a year. own a DVD player. Yeah, exactly. I get free DVDs of movies around Oscar time, but I don't even have a DVD player. But I can't throw away these perfectly good DVDs. All right, good. So I, I can have skip a pile day two. Them.
0: Day two, lay in bed. Oh, that's good. Watch The Bachelor and eat candy. Okay, day good. five is go through your mail
1: pile, and you're doing that already.
0: Do you nah, see? Like, I'm, you're... A, I'm way ahead of this lady. Um, I, I'm basically
1: an organizing <laughs> expert myself. Purge. Here's this is a good one. Does Purge. It say Purge T-shirts. Uh, it says purge like a, a kitchen uh, No, no it, has, it has something in your bedroom Purge your closet of things you no longer wear She gives that one day I mean, that's like yeah, two months Yeah, that's
0: like eight months That's exactly. eight years
1: And like, by the way, hon wh- How much do I weigh it the day I do that? You know? <laughs> it's like, it's, there's a range of 30 pounds involved there Here's a good one we haven't even talked about yet And I know this is true for both of us Because we shared a hotel room Spend one day Just like take, you know, 20 minutes Purge your makeup bag Like, dump everything out of your makeup bag and clean the inside of that bag and throw away the the eyeshadow that broke into powder six months ago. I mean, this is basically
0: like the expression rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic (laughs) comes to mind when you read me this list. Like, it's like the last – if you made a list of my problems, number 8,762 is that my makeup bag is a little dusty inside. (laughs) Like that. I should not be spending my time doing that. But
1: you that. could get like pink eye from the stuff in your makeup bag. One could. I'm not saying just you. Yeah, I'm saying all, no. all of us have some pink eye issues. I
0: actually, I, I think I have a little bit of the reverse. Like I, I tend to keep little stuff fairly organized. Like my pantry is in good shape, but then the rest of the house is falling apart around me.
1: All right. Give me two more. But so all far right. you're giving me two nothing. Two more. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get early. Oh, good. You know, good ones. Go through your freezer. I mean, do you? Have, is like your wedding cake still in your freezer? Throw out the stuff no. in your freezer. Well, you moved. No. So there you go, because you moved. We didn't keep it. But yeah, uh, well, we had a,
0: a freezer when we were growing up. And, and no one did this at the time. I think it maybe came with the house. We had a freezer in the basement of the house that we grew up in. So we had a refrigerator in the kitchen, refrigerator, and freezer. And then there was a freezer downstairs that my dad lovingly referred to as the ice cream cake mausoleum. And it was exactly right, like six <laughs> people having birthdays. And then you would eat half of the basket of ice cream cake and put the rest downstairs in the ice cream cake mausoleum. And it was like a record of our lives. Like an archaeologist could have gone through and traced the entire history of our family through. It's like, oh, Meg, as, as a 12 year old like mint chocolate chip but then she outgrew that and she went to regular chocolate. it was it was like a hundred ice cream cakes that was all that was in there half eaten 30 year old ice cream cakes
1: I, I we we just had my you know like my husband just just this went to, to like the spare you know basement refrigerator in my in-laws house and came up like so there's half an ice cream cake down here like you know would when, when is this from? And nobody could even hazard a guess as to how long that had been down there or what it was for. So that's that's a great day. Get rid of the mausoleum of ice cream cakes
0: <laughs> we, in the freezer. That, again, like we have a really, really small freezer. That's not our – we don't – that's not – for some reason like none of these things – I don't have any of these little problems. But I do have eight Hello
1: Kitty backpacks that someone gave me sitting at my feet right now. That's what that, that the other the other person was talking about, the, the oh the decluttering burst. And she this was yeah, I this mean, was, I much more need the decluttering burst. Decluttering burst, than burst. And the she, like, yeah, and she addresses it was what your mom's saying about six of everything. She's like, if you have two sets of measuring cups, you only need one. Like give 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 put one in the giveaway box. I'm like, Oh you like, you're blowing my mind. I have I have six corkscrews. I get they you don't you don't need multiples, multiples of multiples of these things, give them away. And, and then you don't have a kitchen door that can't close in the, in the
0: first place. I'll tell you, if anyone has a solution, please, whatfreshhellpodcast.com, you can send us an email or you can write to us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast. Come, come help me and tell me I am now, I have a seven-year-old and an eight-year-old. Talk to me about Legos. Yes.
1: Well, okay, I, I, have, I have one, one solution, um, which Don't is... Don't
0: ever tell your children that Legos exist.
1: Yeah, exactly. My, 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 my much younger sister is just, just emerging into that. She just had her first step on a Lego experience. It was <sighs> really special. But my kids, okay. So I'm I'm pro Lego because I just now sort of dug them back out. Like the I, I don't have many toys around my apartment right now, but like rainy day, I got out the old Legos and left them out, and all three of my kids, including the teenagers, just like fell to it and worked on Legos all day long. But they just make like Legos from their imagination. Yes, those are so much better than those sets. I mean, that's what oh, I hate sets. is those damn Lego that's sets. That's killing me,
0: and I feel like. We are living in the illusion that we can recreate a set by digging right. through 10,000 Legos and finding all the pieces.
1: Right. It's not right. going you, that well. Right. My, my, my daughter – so my, my kids made like the Harry Potter Hogwarts Lego set at some point. And then, of course, you know, gets knocked off the shelf and broken – And then there's mega, mega tears, and then it gets shoved in a bin. But now my daughter's sort of finding, like, little pieces, like just the Dobby and, like, the window from the Great Hall or whatever. And she had so much fun sort of making up her own Harry Potter stuff. It's so much better than the sets. Yeah, my kids are still kind of, like, locked on the sets. Oh,
0: and we have Legos. I bought like fishing tackle boxes and I thought, well, I'm going to separate them all and then we're just going to pull out the instructions again and then everything will be separated. And I'm like, wait a minute, am I separating by color, by size? Like, how do I? <laughs> Then I, sep- I spent four hours, like my hands were aching. my I had a migraine from sorting tiny little Lego into fishing tackle boxes. And A, we couldn't find enough of the pieces to make the set again. And B... Two seconds later, the kids were like, "Oh, Legos!" and they dumped them all over the floor. I was like, "Oh my god, that was four hours of work!"
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. Omg, the Legos are killing me. I right would now. say, don't sort the Legos. Let them sort the Legos because they were they. Th- that's part of what kept them busy is they they dump and I, you know what it was. I gave them trays and like big Tupperware containers. Like guys, rather than dumping these tiny tiny pieces all over the floor, here's a you know here's a big like. <laughs> roasting pan. Dump a bunch of pieces are in not there. And sort.
0: Terrible. Well, they have a laundry bin. They're like not terrible at keeping their room clean in terms of like the laundry goes in the bin. And but they play Legos for five minutes, and it's as if someone took like a water hose, a fire hose, full of Legos, and just sprayed it in every direction of the room for yeah. five minutes straight.
1: Yeah. So that, well, that's what I would say is get some get some tray. I mean, just like kitchen trays, just like stuff you have around the house, and and have them dump them out on trays or in big Tupperware containers so that I, I understand they need to dump out like just a couple hundred pieces and then sort through them for the little thing that's you know black and flat and has three dots but 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 give them something to put it in so it doesn't end up on the floor Amy
0: that was actually very helpful
1: <laughs> everything else you said I've been like stop
0: talking resist please. resist this is interesting to me <laughs> but that was resist. actually helpful because we actually have these like giant baking trays that we here we go clutter we bought and they don't fit in our oven. Oh. And I have, have I thrown them away? No, I still store them. Because yep. someday I'll have a bigger oven. That's, I'm, I'm aspirational problem in the decluttering. Like the right, size right. six dress. I'm like, oh, I'll just hold on to that. Mm, it's been probably 20 years since I wore a size six, but like, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure any day now
1: that thing's <sighs> going to come back into rotation. I try to talk to – like I was saying before about like the clothes, even the clothes that you like bought and d- then didn't wear. Or I only bought them because they were, you know, 70% off and I shouldn't them because they look bad at me or whatever. That, that what's really wasteful is continuing to hang on to them when there is somebody else who needs them, might wear them. Well, I heard this tip a long time ago and I don't actually do it, but I think of it when I clean out
0: my closet. You go to your closet and you turn everything the wrong way. Oh, yes, yes. You have the, all the hangers facing mm-hmm. you. And you do that, like, January 1, you go to your closet and turn all the hangers facing you. And then when you pick something out to wear, you turn it around. And after a year, anything that's still facing you, you throw away. It's a good yeah, tip. that is a good tip. And I, I mean, I have, like, one, like, 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 red, strapless, like, c- very cool, like, frilly ish, like promy kind of like fancy dress. And that I wear like every four years, but I'm never getting rid of that. Like I, you know, a wedding or whatever. There's certain clothes you don't wear every single year,
1: but for the like for the other stuff. I remember sharing that tip a long time ago with a friend of mine who's a composer, you know, like he's, he's a composer. He's a nutty professor. He lives, right. you know, in a cluttered way, but certainly very simply. And I said, you know, if you want to like, you clean your closet, you just, you go through and anything you haven't got worn in a year, you get rid of. And he was like, you have clothes you haven't worn in a year. Yeah. This is a guy, he has like three flannel shirts, you know, he like, wait, what do right. you like? Um, he, he so couldn't even guys. comprehend that. Yeah, I mean, it's a higher level of of living and it's guys. But That's
0: also guys. I mean, that's pretty different. And like, I mean, my, my husband probably has like, I don't know, maybe like 20 changes of clothes, but he's also been the exact same size for, you know, years and years. And I mean, it's, it's just everything about it. It doesn't, whatever, guys. It's an, I'm, yeah, (laughs) I'm this topic is making me very cranky first of all, it's Sisyphus. Like it's one of those things like you just, you do it, you do it, you do it. And then it just needs to be done again. I mean, it's very, there's no, (laughs) my mother-in-law at some point, we, our laundry's downstairs and she came up with a big smile on her face. She's like, I finished the laundry. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. One thing that's made me happier is realizing that you're never finished with the laundry. Like it's, there is no such phrase as I've finished the laundry. Right. Or I finished decluttering. And so I'm going to devote the first two weeks that my kids are back at school to two hours a day. I got to get some good. If anybody has podcasts, episodes or like fun things to listen to or even shows to binge watch, hit me up because I'm I got to just get it back. My, My problem is that I think also I'm I'm. My husband is excellent at like making breakfast. He keeps the he keeps the refrigerator and the freezer totally clean. Oh, that there's out. another one that you have to
1: always do: clean the refrigerator. Right? He's, and as as you're done, he's got his stuff domains,
0: but when I fall off the job, as I have the last like month and a half, it's amazing how fast it goes downhill. And today we're doing an outing with the kids at noon, and I've already told them like we're not going anywhere until your rooms are clean. That is one thing that I do is like if we have something fun at noon, that gives us three hours. Go work on your rooms. We'll go when they're clean. Because it's a little bit less. It's not quite just like my sister-in-law has an expression, super fun cleaning party. And she would just announce to her kids, like, it's time for the super fun cleaning party. And I think if if I just don't surprise, I always say to them, like, Friday, we're going to the amusement park. It's going to be a fun outing. But Friday morning, we don't go anywhere until the house is clean. Yeah,
1: you have to give kids notice, and then you have to. There's two. There's two things with kids. One, you have to back off of the result not being the absolute complete Martha Stewart um, finished product you might desire. Right. Yes. And I totally forget what the second point was. Oh, oh, this is that it is second that part. Don't have kids. That was a second mistake. part. First, don't have kids. Second part, let go of the the end result. The the <laughs> now I forgot it again. <laughs> I'm sure it was great. It I'm was, sure it was really helpful oh, in like, organizing your junk drawer. Here it is. It's the key to everything that okay. you can it be better that, be really good now. I remember saying to them, I remember once my my parents were visiting me and like, we had to be like family visiting. So the cousins like the playroom was, you know, just a nightmare of epic proportion and there were four or five kids who were between the ages of 4 and 8, old enough to clean up and I said, "Okay guys, Listen, same thing. Like we're gonna watch. I'm, I'm gonna put on a movie for you guys, but first the playroom has to get cleaned up. And as as what always tends to happen, they would start to clean up, and then immediately the first thing they pick up, like sit down and start playing with, playing right? With it. So a couple minutes later, they're all doing that, and and my dad looks in the room and he's like, "Kids, you're supposed to be cleaning up." And like, stop, 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 stop. Like they they I don't I don't care if it takes them five minutes or. Uh, until bedtime to clean up. They they don't get the movie they want until they clean up right. and then you have to walk away. Then you just have to let it happen on on their time, especially when it's toys that are just incredibly appealing to them. When they start to engage with them one at a time. Where does this car go? Actually I love this car. Let me let me imagine a world where this car can fly. Right? <laughs> In a world where cars can fly. <laughs> this playroom will never get clean. They're
0: alive. The toys are alive to these kids, so it's a well, little bit hard just for them to clean back from vacation, we had five kids in a house together up at the lake, and it was raining a lot. And so the their living room they don't have a playroom; it's like just a living room in the house. It was a disaster. I should have taken a picture of it of epic proportions because it involved not only there's an art table with like four thousand crayons and four thousand oh, markers, and then a giant it had one of those rolls like the paper comes off the roll and then it had two couches all of whom cushions had been whom's? no <laughs> two couches Wh- all of whichs from which cushions? the cushions had been removed good good that's better and then made into forts all over the room everybody's blankets lovies books <clears throat> they had been sleeping in this room as like a fort oh I mean, it was so... And then there was a train set that had been pulled out and every piece of the train was in a different direction. And this is the one thing that I will give you as a true takeaway that is the thing that gets the most in my way. I look at that room and I'm like, I think we should probably just burn the house down. That's the only solution I can think of. Like, this is so horrifying that it could never be cleaned. And when I... And that's how kind of my playroom at my house is now. And then... I got all the kids together and I was like, we're not doing, and I said, we're not doing anything else until this room is clean. This is the next thing that is happening. And they were all miserable. I didn't make the mess. He made the fort. He, but she was playing with the crayons. I said, I don't care who's doing what. We're going to put on some fun music and we're cleaning this room. And this room was like, a set of a horror film in terms of like kids make a mess. The fort. All you, had, all you had to say was fort and I have the whole picture. It was clean 23 minutes later. Wow. And that's the one thing that I think gets in my way a lot with clutter. Like I look at the kids' rooms and I just think, I can't face it. The Lego cannon has exploded. There's Legos everywhere. And then the bed sheets in there and there's dirty underwear in the mix. And also there's wet towels from the pool. And I just look at it and I think, that's too depressing to even deal with. But... I have found time and time again that if you go up, s- start setting a timer, getting all the kills involved. Try to make it a little bit fun. Like we made, we made a big a lot of the furniture. It come from the a lot of the fort pillows. that come from the porch. We made like a human chain, and we were passing the pillows out. <laughs> and then <laughs> human the last person very fun, was putting yes. it. And like we made human chains to put all the crayons back, and we kind of made it fun. Sometimes set a timer for how long it takes. You and in my case, my three kids, four of us, to clean a room that looks like a complete disaster. And just remember I remember someone told me this with crying babies when I had a colicky baby. Like, set a timer when the baby starts to cry and realize that although it seems like your baby cries for seven hours a day, it really helped me to be like, oh, that was really only 12 minutes of crying, which was very intense and terrible. But it just helped me to sort of reformulate the thing of, we could go upstairs and clean that room in 36 minutes, which is not that bad. Right. It, you look at it and you're like, it would take me all day to clean that room. So I'm not even going to bother starting because I don't have the time.
1: Yeah. I, I, I set the timer too. And, I, and, and with older kids, I mean, they're just as reluctant, believe me. But with older kids, it's like, I'm going to set the timer for 15 minutes. And everybody just go, just go, just go, your room, your room, this, this, this. We're all going to work for 15 minutes. Let's see how much we can get done. And with, yes, extreme wailing and gnashing of teeth. But then they do it. And time after time, it's like, wow, I guess that was really not that big a deal. But you can't do it all yourself um, because then you really are Sisyphus and it never, never ends.
0: Yeah. And I think psychologically, like the psychological, as I look around my office, the psychological Seemingly like gigantic ice wall between you and cleanliness is actually not that bad. <laughs> Game of, That's Thrones,
1: tweet Game of that. Thrones metaphor. The seeming ice wall between you and cleanliness is really too, not, watch Game, of, too watch Game of Thrones.
0: Sure. Oh my god! Spoiler alert, everyone. But like, I mean, it's I just
1: all I can think of is in Game of Thrones metaphors. So okay. So our takeaways are thinking Game of Thrones metaphors, and you'll feel like no, exactly. <laughs> you'll feel at least better. <laughs> it's not that bad get dragons because they can burn your house down faster than you can if you if you if you really just need to burn it down get a dragon Mm -hmm. and um set a timer uh make everybody help you and and disengage a little bit from the perfection of the outcome because it's because cleaned up not to your standards is better than nothing
0: and just think
1: constantly
0: of like how do you eat an elephant bite by bite? Like, yes, how do yes. you clean the house piece by piece? And and that can be a frustrating metaphor because I understand that, like, you're forgetting the part of the metaphor where, like, an, another person is building an elephant while you're biting <laughs> this elephant. Like, that's that's the part of it that's very frustrating. And the other thing is, like, create systems. A place for everything and everything in its place. First part of that is a place for everything. Right. So, like, if, if, because the, then the kids can really help you. Right. Like they know where the medicine goes. It's just a giant, the, giant right. toy box full of junk. If there's a toy box, then you mm-hmm. can say, you pick up the toys. If there's a laundry basket, you pick up the clothes. Like, there's somewhere for stuff to go, then the kids can help.
1: Right. Right. And then you can go in uh, on a rainy day or make them go in a rainy day and, and, sort that because that's as we all know that's not the end of the story at some point somebody has to go through the sock drawer pull out the 18 socks that don't have a match for somehow once a year and throw them all away right, right. Or, or try to get them i give my kids a quarter for each I'll, I'll give one of my kids a you know sad i don't know to me that's the worst job in the world is the is the lonely sock pile in the laundry oh. room and just be like i'll give you a quarter for any of these you can find a match for that's, a, that's a good one They'll we make like a dollar
0: we have a row of hooks that hangs in our uh, playroom entranceway horror show and in the summer often there's nothing on the hooks because we don't have coats and we famously will take a reusable bag and go out to the minivan and be like let's just clean it out and it's like oh there's so and so's report card but then there's also like a (laughs) shoe and so then the reusable bag becomes filled with randomness of the utmost variety and then there's another plastic bag for like food and french fries and stuff But then we take the reusable plastic, the reusable bag. And what do we do with it? We hang it on the hook in the playroom. Right, right. And we're like, we'll deal with that later. And then at some points, there are literally six bags of randomness
1: just hanging on the hook in the
0: playroom. It's like, I think it's very hard to finish.
1: I have been known to just throw those bags away. Yeah, often you're like, "What? What? well, that's another... If nobody's missed whatever's in here for the two months it's been hanging on this hook, then it doesn't matter. And there is a chance you're going to throw away the first grade report card, and that would be a shame, but... No, it wouldn't. But you, yeah, you're not that um, attached to any of that stuff anyway. Yeah, why are you keeping it anyway? I'm, I'm going to say you should just go upstairs right now and throw those bags away that are hanging on those hooks. I'm going to do that. That's fine. You deserve a break. <laughs> <I'm telling laughs> I want you to start with those. With not having to unpack those bags. I think that's a good suggestion. And I'm going to throw away the t-shirts.
0: Goodbye, Phantom of the Opera t-shirt <laughs> that I've had since I Maybe was Maybe like if
2: you'd 17. like,
1: if you'd like. <laughs> or you put if a-
0: anyone out there makes t-shirt quilts, just hit me up on the website. Oh,
1: I know. I do know somebody who would make you a very good good quilt. Bitty Birdie Designs, my friend Barbara, uh, who I know from uh, Listen to Your Mother. she makes She makes quilts. She could do it. So, but I probably shouldn't have told you that. Because yeah, now you're t- not going to. Thanks a lot, them out. Amy.
0: Now I'm not going to throw them out. <laughs> just every mail. listener just hit themselves on the head, like mate, <laughs> You're moving, but this just all mail her
1: all the t-shirts. Questions.
0: Like here, make a quilt for me. Bye. Well, I can't say we've solved clutter because clutter is unsolvable in its very nature. But we've at least helped define some of the problems and some of the solutions. Yeah. And we've rejected several terrible solutions, like
1: start with your junk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least I have. That's t- Depending on your level, level of clutter in your house, that is a great yeah, or a terrible that idea. It. That ain't it. Uh, so
0: we want to know what's going on with clutter in your guys. Please don't write me and be like, I don't have clutter. I'm just like Amy. All my American Girl stuff is hanging from the back of my closet in perfect order.
1: Please. I'm not saying it's in it perfect yourself. order. It's not in perfect order. It's just all shoved in those bags. And then, you know, once every six months we have to organize don't, it. Don't but try it's... to get out of this, Amy. Don't try to get out of this. I'm not that organized.
0: <laughs> uh so if you want to reach out to us, you should, and you should do so at our website, which is com.
1: Yeah, and you can email us, info at com, or go or, to our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is pretty fun. Our Facebook page is fun. People talk about fun stuff, and they're funny, and everybody uh, has good suggestions. Our Facebook and our Instagram is What Fresh WhatFreshHellCast, and we should put up some pictures of our clutter problem areas. Why don't we do that? And Because people can I, I'm, give I'm us living ideas. shame, but I will. <laughs> I will put up a picture of my office, but you have to promise not to judge me. We have to let go of the shame. The shame is not useful when it comes time to clean up. Clean up everybody everywhere. You just got to have, have a great share. Why don't we attitude. have a
0: party? Why don't we
1: have a listener party at my house where we my <laughs> office together? That would be I, fun. I am I am sitting here thinking, like, you know what, this is a great way to like help out a friend. Like, let's all go to Courtney's house on Monday and then next Monday we'll go but to the But of course I Cici's could never house. do that because I'd be so embarrassed to have anybody come
0: in. But yeah, maybe I would. Maybe for our <laughs> listeners I would make an exception. Also, guys, I know you know this. We have a live show coming up. December 1st. December 1st at 8 p.m. It's going to be really, we're, we've been planning it and it's actually going to be super, super fun. It's at the Chappaqua Performing Arts Center in Chappaqua, New York, which if you're anywhere in the tri-state area or Connecticut, is extremely accessible to you. Easy, easy trip. Make a night of it. Come up with some girlfriends and prepare to laugh your head off. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really, really fun. And what else do we need to say, Amy? That's it. I that's think it. that's it. Go get decluttering, people. Put this podcast on and just declutter away. Oh, we should have said that. Just de- I hope you were decluttering the whole time you were listening. Yeah, exactly. It's a perfect time to do it. <laughs> and other than that, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye.